I'm recording, by the way. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Head in here. Hi, Katie Jones. Hi, Ryan Dirty. It's been a while. Well, it's been a very long time, considering we're not allowed to leave our houses. I know, but this is the perfect time to be creative and do a podcast, right? Because we're stuck inside and uh, we can test out this Zoom audio, like us talking via the phone, where I'm talking well, into per- my mic. It's the perfect time, but I'm the worst podcast partner because I'm a pain in the Batuski. Listen, all that matters is that we're together now. And uh, by the way, I just saw on Instagram, according to Uberfax, that taller people tend to be happier than shorter people. What do you think about that? Oh, I get that because I can't reach anything. And that's very frustrating. Actually, I have a good example about that. Okay. Yesterday, I was at the gas station around my block, which also kind of has like a little LCBO in it. And I was yeah. picking my boyfriend up these drinks and what he was, what I was grabbing for him was at the back, like the ones in front of him had already been bought. So I'm like jumping and reaching and trying to grab it and nobody can help me because like distance, right? Yeah. The distance in this yeah. time. So I'm like jumping and reaching and grabbing. And I feel like people are watching me and like self pity, like, Oh, I just wish I could help that girl. And uh-huh. finally, I was like, screw it. And I ended up kind of climbing the cabinet and grabbing it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, tall people don't have really any disadvantages. Although tall women, that would be hard. Why? Well, because like, I don't know. I'm going to sound old school and old fashioned here. But like, men are kind of supposed to be stronger and taller and you know, more handy. And so like me being five foot one, most guys, if not all guys are always taller than me. And so if like, if you're a short guy, like, I don't know, that kind of, it kind of sucks, you know? Well, yeah. And I think you give such good hugs. You're just like the perfect height hug for me. Who's six one. I'm a whole foot taller than you. Yeah, but even hugs and kisses can be awkward. Like really? I can never just I can never just like look at my partner and just kiss them unless we're sitting. Like it's <laughs> I've got to like go on my you need a stepping toes stool. and he has to like go down and this it's not ideal to be honest. <laughs> you just have to bring but a stepping I would, stool. I wouldn't change my height for anything. I do like my height. Yeah, Katie, you're so gorgeous. I'm looking at a picture of you via Zoom. Oh my God. That was before quarantine. I'm like 400 pounds plus now. (laughs) 400 pounds plus. Same. (laughs) You know what? You know what has been one of the best things that has like lightened my mood in quarantine? What? So like I love flowers, but I've never been like a believer in those kind of bouquet of flowers that like a partner will buy you and then they die four days later. Yeah. My mom's favorite flower is an orchid. And if you take care of an orchid, it can last for months and months and months. So I spent the money and I bought this beautiful white orchid that there's like two spokes. I don't know if I'm okay. saying that right, but they're going like opposite from each other and it's white. And then they have these beautiful little purple 
stems throughout it. And all you have to do for an orchid is put three ice cubes in a week and put it somewhere where it will get some sunlight. And it's just like giving me so much like hope. Like I'm not going to die and I'm not going to let this orchid die. Oh, I love that. It's so, Um, I'll send you a picture. They're so pretty. I can't wait to see it. Well, I'm glad that we're checking in and checking in with the listeners because it's been a while since we last talked to them. So hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy and staying inside. And hopefully our episodes can give a little bit of light and joy in these crazy times. Absolutely. So Ryan, how are you staying safe and healthy? Well, you know, I'm obviously practicing social distancing. And when I go to the grocery store, I've been wearing a scarf over my face and Purelling the cart, or sometimes they Purell the cart for you, like they'll wipe down the cart. And then immediately, whenever I get home from anywhere, I'm always washing my hands. Like my hands are so dry and like mm. cracking from all the hand washing. But you know what's interesting is I have a story for you, Katie. The other day, a guy unmatched me on Bumble. Because I was sticking to the quarantine rules and I wasn't going to meet up with him. I was like, yeah, maybe once all this is over, we can meet up, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he kept like, oh my God, he unmatched you because you didn't want to hang. Yes. He like kept implying like I could really need a blank right now. You can, you can use your imagination. And I was like, oh, you know, you never know. Like once all this ends, like maybe we can hang out, da, da, da. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then two seconds later, unmatched. <laughs> That's crazy. You, know. You, know what that, you know what that reminds me of is like, in these crazy times, I feel like what's making people incredibly anxious as myself being one of these examples is you don't know how people are going to behave. Like I have gone to, we have a food land where I'm from, like in my area. And they are so diligent. Like there's the owner in between the, the double doors. You have to sanitize your hands. You ask if you've traveled in the last 14 days. Um, there's only one person per party. So like you and I couldn't grocery shop together. She reminds you of like the distancing and there's lines throughout the grocery stores. Like I go to that place and I feel very calm and like, oh, it's okay. I can grab my groceries. No problem. And then you go other freaking places and like it's a zoo yeah and then I feel very uncomfortable and I personally that's why I feel very unsettled going out is because like I don't know if I'm gonna get the food land experience or if I'm gonna get like that Walmart experience which just makes me very high anxiety so the fact that a guy was like I'm gonna unmatch you because you can't hang out like hello no one's supposed to hang out bro Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's interesting because I tweeted about it and I got replies and I also post on my Instagram story about it. And on both social media platforms, I was getting replies from people who said the exact same thing happened to them within the last few days. So that's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, what do you guys, what do these people think? Like, yeah. Okay. I can't go outside and I'll respect that, but I can have close human body contact with someone else hooking up in a stranger's house. Yeah, that I don't even know. That I don't even even know. know. Oh, I don't understand people. Like, what's wrong with you? So so many people are so dumb. Like, my mom has an apartment in North Toronto. And 
she went to like the no frills or something in the area and again like very cautious you know social distance blah 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 very much controlling it and she felt very safe there and then for whatever reason she went to a metro around the corner and my mom lives in a good area of north toronto she ended up basically beelining it out of there because they just let anyone in and she like popped her head down the spice aisle and she's like there was at least 10 people and we know how like thin grocery aisles are yeah she's like what the hell and she ran because it's getting so serious and a personal story that i have that weirds me out my boyfriend and i have like a keurig so we have like coffee at home every morning but whenever mm -hmm. i decide to like drive into town because you know i live in the country so if i want to drive into town or drive in to see my parents, I treat myself to a Tim Hortons. And I got a Tim Hortons the other day. I actually was meeting my mom at the Canadian Tire. And she was like, do you want a coffee? I was like, I'm going to get a coffee. Do you want me to get you a coffee? Blah, blah, blah. So we decided we're going to get our own coffees and meet at Canadian Tire. Go to Tim Hortons. And like, picture yourself watching an outdoor, I don't know, hockey tournament in the middle of February <laughs> like picture yourself cradling that cup like how cold you'd be go to the Tim Hortons order my coffee this guy hands me my coffee with no gloves on two hands cradling my coffee I was just kind of stunned and you know me I'm not very confrontational so I was like uh and took it by the lid and then called my mom and I was like yeah you need to grab me a coffee because I can't drink that like it's just such a weird world that we're living in. Like I, I'm having a hard time adapting, but then when you see people not adapting at all, like this guy that wants you to hang out. Yeah. Like, hello, do you know what world we're living in? <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is that I think that this is going to change the way that we do everything. I think the plexiglass that they're putting up at grocery stores and I've seen over drive through windows, I think they're going to keep that. I have a feeling that after all this is over, they're going to keep a lot of these precautions in place. Like, yeah, the, the grocery stores maybe won't limit how many people enter, but there may be lines on the floor to keep people six feet apart. No, for sure. I mean, I think that our entire culture is just going to change. Okay, so one of the craziest things, like, I know that when the government lifts this, like, self-isolation and people can go back to work and stuff, we're not going to adopt the same behaviors that we've had all along. Like, we have to start being, st we have to stop being so germy. But I was talking to my dad the other day, like, my dad's British, and he, like, raised me on the importance of a good handshake. Like, look someone in the eye, have a firm but not too tight grip and shake their hand. Mm -hmm. And actually my first, my first tattoo is behind my ear, but it was going to be on my wrist. But my dad being so adamant about the importance of a good handshake, I thought to myself, I don't want to shake someone's hand for the rest of my life looking at a tattoo. And now like, I think the whole business of shaking someone's hand is going to be eradicated like i don't think that's going to be really normal behavior and they're saying like the japanese way how they kind of bow yeah will be maybe adopted or kind of like the air fist pump will be adopted but like 
it's just so sad. Like our world, everybody, I feel like most people think like this virus is what it is. And then when it's over, we're going to go back to how we were, no. but that's not the case. The economy is going to be crashed. People are going to be insanely more depressed than they were. There's probably going to be a lot of alcoholism that comes out of this. And like our basic principles of hugging and shaking hands and like I feel like a lot of that is going to be taken from us so I feel like our society is going to have to kind of reevaluate how we like I don't know how we hang out with people I guess I agree 100% and I want to check in with you and see what you're doing to keep busy during quarantine but first I want to for both of us to provide some updates to our listeners so I know on my end, I recently lost my job. My my role was eliminated due to uh, budget cuts because of the pandemic. It was kind of, I started to expect it because there was a first round of layoffs. And so after that, I was kind of expecting it working in travel because this is really hitting the travel industry hard. But even though I started to expect it, it still was very tough. And Yeah, it still sucked. Yeah. And it's like, you know, all these people that I was working with and had become friends with, it's just, it almost, after the first round of layoffs, it felt like I was mourning them. And, you know, in hindsight, obviously you can stay in touch with people after you don't work with them and all that. But in the moment, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this before where they've, you know, coworkers have been fired or laid off or they, they left the company and people you're really close to, but it felt like I was mourning them. Like it felt like they had died and you know, I'm dramatic. So maybe that's a bit dramatic, but that's, that's how I was Wait, feeling. Ryan, Ryan, are you saying you're dramatic? <laughs> I've, never, Jones. I've never felt that way about you. Lamar. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Katie, I'm trying to be serious. So it's been a tough couple of weeks, and uh, I know, Katie, I'm sure you'll share your your side of this too, but I know a lot of Canadians, you know, and our listeners come from all over the place, but speaking from being here in Canada, I think it was like at least a million people uh, when this started to impact Canada applied to employment insurance, so benefits, usually for people that are unemployed yeah. uh, due to whatever reasons, and that's that's crazy. Like the amount of people that have applied since all this started, I believe is the same amount that they saw. And I could be wrong, but I think it was in a year or two years in Canada. And it's just affecting so many people in different ways. And it's been really tough. And it's like tie that into self-isolation and not having an income. It, it hits you hard. Like, how are you dealing with that? Well, without getting into too much detail, because I can ramble on forever uh, March 13th was the last day of my work and I could feel that I probably wasn't going to be back to work on the Monday. Like March 13th was a Friday and, um, I grabbed, I pulled aside like one of my people in my department, like I work in the art department, by the way, I work in film and TV. I pulled aside this one girl that's in my department and I just said, because I knew this was going to get bad and I knew we probably were going to end all production. And I just said to her, I, I was like, thank you so much for everything that you've done. Like you, you know, I was lost in the hospitality world for a long time and you guys took me in and we had this big cry and, you know, she expressed like how good of a job I've done and how much the department loves me. And it was a beautiful moment. 
and then I went in and I pulled like the head of my department aside and I was kind of crying coming off that previous conversation and I just I hugged her and I said I don't know what's going to happen with this virus and I don't know when I'm going to see you next but you know I I'm very grateful for the life that I've had like Australia Southeast Asia BC but I did get lost in hospitality for a while and this company and this experience changed my life and I just kind of told her that and we were both crying and I just said you know thank you like you changed my life and I I really hope that when this stuff is over we can see each other again and she said very kind words toward me you know like you have been a huge asset to this company and whatever and that was the last time I've seen anyone and for me i'm not an introvert i'm an extrovert i love making people laugh everybody that knows me knows i have a thousand and more questions for people and that for me has been the hardest mm -hmm. like i i don't get to see people and ask them yeah. like what'd you do last night or like who's your girlfriend how long have you been dating her or like what music do you like and one of the hardest things is i haven't hugged my mom in almost a month uh, and so for me, I'm at a very stable place in my life now, but I, I had a breakdown about two weeks into it. My mom was quite worried about me that day and my friend ended up actually rescuing me. But I, she called me and I just said like, I haven't hugged you in weeks. I haven't made anybody laugh. I don't know. Like, I feel like I have more of a purpose than just cleaning this house and one of my favorite things in the world is to make people laugh and I felt like that privilege was taken from me like you know I, I know that sounds selfish because there's sick people out there and people that are you know a very low income but for me it was like one of my favorite things in the world is to make people laugh and I haven't been able to do that at now for a month and that's very hard and i think and i totally can relate to that uh as far as being able to see people in person and at least you have this outlet on the podcast because trust me you make a lot of people laugh out there and i'm sure the listeners can <laughs> okay whatever that was i'm sure the listeners can dm us and let us know but you you make people smile. And I think that for me, you know, for the first week, it was okay for working from home, because it's like, you know, you get to sleep in a little bit more. And at that point, you could, it didn't feel like this was going to last forever. Like, you knew it was going to last a while. That was yeah. probably, you know, the start of March or mid March. But now as this goes on and on, and I'm going to have to spend my birthday in quarantine. And it's like, you can't even go to a restaurant. You can't even go and see a movie. You can't, you know, there's other things like there's Netflix party. I don't know if you've heard about that. It's like a Chrome extension where you can watch a Netflix show or movie. With Brian, the, with you know that I'm else? a thousand years old. Of course, I haven't heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can watch a show and like chat with the person, but it's not the same as, as human contact. And it's like you said about hugs. It's like, even if you see your family, like if you're quarantined with family, you're still supposed to be keeping the distance. Yeah, it's exactly. And like my cousin um, is due and thank God it's her second kid 
so it's not her first time coming around but like how terrifying is that for like a, a mom that's been like pregnant for nine months and now she has to give birth and you can't even walk outside your door like it's a very scary situation oh i'm sorry i don't want to talk about that it makes me very sad okay i find i have days where it's like all right whatever isolation laundry vacuum sweeping get on with it and other days i'm like oh my god like i haven't seen anyone other than my mom and dad which i'm grateful for seeing but like i haven't seen like people like i yeah i'm not trying to boost myself here but one of my best attributes is i am funny and i'm fun to be around and i haven't been able to express that side of myself in like over a month basically or a month and, and that that's very that's very hard it's very hard and then i feel very selfish for even saying that because there are these amazing medical people that are working around the clock and there are people dying from this and people are way worse off than me just not making people laugh. But in the moment, like you become selfish by what you're going through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. It's like, how do you spend your days now? And my friend actually made a really good point. Uh, she's currently working and she's had to do all of her onboarding for a new job, all completely virtually all from work from home. Like she met a couple of people through the interview process, but her coworkers, she's never met in person because all this happened before her first day of working. So yeah. imagine, imagine that. And she told me for me who no longer has a, you know, a day-to-day -day work schedule Monday to Friday that I'd gotten so used to for four months, I have to adjust. And she made a really good point. She said, schedule your day as if you have a job and assign yourself tasks. So, you know, even if it's like house cleaning, like I haven't backed up my computer in, you know, a couple months. So I did that, you know, my screenshots folder were like 5,000 screenshots. It's like, what? Like, why do I have 5,000 screenshots? So now I've got yeah, it to under 2,000 yeah, sure. and I want to get it to under a thousand. So it's like assigning okay, yourself Ryan, tasks. I want to, I want to ask you, you, you and I spoke when you hadn't been laid off yet due to this situation obviously like you would never be fired you're an amazing worker but uh -huh. because of the situation and you hadn't been let laid off yet but a lot of people had in your company and i know that you were scared like how did you feel yeah. during that time and and did you feel like it was coming and when you were laid off how did that feel like take me through those moments wow we're getting you know back to our journalism days that's a great question uh and I appreciate it because it's important to reflect. And when the first round of people were laid off, there was a bit of survivor's guilt in a way because I was so new, a couple months being there. Yeah, and there like, were people... I, I wasn't cut, like, thank God. Uh, exactly. Like at first you're like, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't let go. Like, that's great. Like, you know, they must really value me there. But I was thinking more on a personal level, whereas like they were cutting people from a business de decision. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, they value this person more than the other. It's just from a business decision. So when I was seeing people that were laid off that had been there for like eight years, and then I had been there a couple months and I was still there, I felt a bit guilty. Uh, and then seeing yeah. people 
to, you know, cause it was all work from home at that point. So it's not like you saw people walk out of the office with their stuff. You started seeing them deactivated on Slack and starting to see people being deactivated on Slack. It was a really tough thing to see. And like I said, you know, it felt almost like I was mourning someone's death as dramatic as that is. It, it felt really sad. Oh, for sure. I understand that. It was really hard to, to, to hear of these people that you get to know, get laid off. So then there's a bit of mourning, a bit of guilt, uh, sadness for sure. And a like bit I of felt relief like a, that you weren't a part of the pact as well. There was that. There was there was that as well because you know, as anxious as it is, being like, okay, well, what if I'm a part of the next round of layoffs? If there are more rounds of layoffs, I still had to look at the pause and say, well, I'm still making a full income every day because even if I apply to EI, I'm making what like half of that. So it's like I'm still making a full income every day. Let me show my value. Let me continue to work hard. So for the next couple of days, I kind of came to grips with everything because I started to realize that this is totally out of my control. If, if, I, if I stay here and I'm anxious about getting laid off, then at least I'm making a full income every day that I'm working, right? Take it day by day. A hundred percent. I think I think that a really good friend of yours named Katie also gave you that advice. <laughs> Did you? If I'm rem- if I'm if I'm remembering it correctly. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I said like honor the fact that you haven't been let go. Take yeah. it day by day and understand that whatever happens is out of your control. You're right, and I appreciate that advice. And that's what I started to do. And by the time the next week came, I was like, you know what? Either way, I'm gonna be okay. Like, I'm glad to be in a situation where I still live with family and I have some savings. And, you know, imagine if I had a mortgage or kids or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm in a situation where or I have a little bit of a safety boyfriend. net. boyfriend. Imagine you had a very expensive boyfriend. What do you mean by expensive boyfriend? Like, are you saying like that he's on the payroll like, to like be my boyfriend? love to live the high life, like expensive everything. And you were like the sugar daddy. <laughs> And you're like, Katie, first of all, Bob, you think I'm going to be the sugar dad? spending all this money on watches. And he's like, but Ryan, I need like the new Chanel. And you being such a giver, you'd be like, God, I can't afford it. But okay, you buy that. You Stop. buy those Gucci's. Stop it. I love that you, you have would. this whole, you have this whole you like storyline in your head. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know you. You are either going to marry an extremely rich person, or you're going to become extremely rich and marry someone. Like you're, you're not going to end up with someone with the same kind of money as you. You don't think so? It's what the, if we're both rich? Not at all. You are <laughs> have a sugar daddy, or you're going to be the sugar daddy. Stop 100%. it. I would put. I would put. And this is going to be on tape. I put $10,000 on it. Stop. Okay, I don't oh have $10,000 to throw away. <laughs> I put 20 bucks on it. Now, you are either Mario's going dinner. to be the rich one. Or you're going to marry. I, no matter what, you're going to be successful. And Aww. I know that there's going to be a lot of money coming your way because you're just a very intelligent and driven person. But I'm saying you're either going to marry a very sexy, you know, older, wealthy man, or you're going to be that. That's really nice of you. I appreciate you're, that. You're not going to end. You're not going to end up with the Ryan Gergi. You're going to end up with like a Orlando Bloom. 
or uh, I don't I don't know younger actors. Wait, what's that mean? I'm not going to end up with a Ryan Dergy. <laughs> I I know I mean you're you're not you're not going to date yourself. No. You're not going to date someone that has the same income as you that looks like you that No. I feel like you're probably going to honestly it's like you're probably going to end up with someone that's a bit older that's extremely successful and I feel like he's also going to take you around the world. I feel like you're going to end up with someone that's a huge traveler. Yeah. And you're going to like eat weird fish in like Jap Japan. <laughs> Stop. I'm like I hon- I honestly feel like that's going to happen. Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. Well, we're putting that out there now. Come on, handsome older man. <laughs> so what have you been doing day to day? Like I, I tried to do like this knitting thing where you like make a blanket with your hands and within 20 minutes, I can't remember if I sent you the snap or not. I was like so excited within 20 minutes of following this YouTube tutorial, I gave up. I was like, I don't have the patience for this. <laughs> and, I, and I stopped oh, doing the, the blanket. My- god i feel the exact same way so like all of my friends are like painting is so fun it's so fun it's so relaxing and like (laughs) one of my friends is like a big weed smoker she's like yeah i just like smoke a joint and paint it's like the best time ever my other friend is like yeah i just like crack some beers and paint so i was like oh okay i'll try this and like i was like okay i don't want to do like big things so i'll start with trims you know door trims or whatever yeah and i'm trying to get in the mode like i put on a cute little painter's outfit i blast my favorite playlist i got yeah. a cold glass of wine of course and i'm like oh i hate this why wait like, why I did have, you start hating mo- it i have moments where i'm like oh this isn't so bad and then i realize how much more i have to do i'm like i hate this so much yeah, see, that's the thing is you start it and you're so excited, but then you need you need to see it through. And that's I know, tough sometimes. I know, and all my friends are like, oh, painting's so fun. Like, it's so relaxing. Like, it's the best ever. And I'm painting going, I would rather pick, like, thorns out of my toes than be doing this. <laughs> but like, you know I, what I'm else? I'm not enjoying this. Like, if it takes three hours, I enjoyed it for, like... A, 10 minutes or like you know people that are doing a thousand piece puzzles like i could not oh my god get those people (laughs) you are not enjoying that there is no way that you are enjoying a a thousand piece puzzle no i think people do there's actually a video you know get romantic and get cute and do a puzzle on a thousand piece bollocks i don't believe that Hey, Katie, there's a video, and I don't know, it's probably staged, but this this person, it looks like they're in a relationship. It looks like it's a guy and a girl, and she puts in her last piece, or last two pieces of the like this probably 1,500-piece puzzle. It takes up like her entire living room tabletop, and the boyfriend comes in and throws it against the wall, and it breaks That's into exactly pieces. That's exactly what I would have done. What? <laughs> what? Stop. No, I wouldn't have done that. But like, oh, get over yourself if you're pretending that you're enjoying spending 9,000 hours on a puzzle. Like you're not that cute and you're not that creative. That is ridiculous. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ridiculous. First of all, 
when you dump a puzzle on a table, you have to flip all of them on their right side, yeah. which takes, I don't know, fucking forever, probably. <laughs> and then you have to make a 15,000 piece puzzle. Like, oh, come on. No, I do think people, like, there are people that love that. And those people suck. Oh, and those stop. people. <laughs> okay, no, sorry. They don't suck, but they need to find some other outlets of amusement because I'll do a puzzle, no problem. But if it takes you a month to do a puzzle and that's your main excitement, you have some problems, honey. Uh, what about what about some other things? Like, are you someone that's journaling? Like, I could see you writing poetry oh, or doing a journal. I can, tell you, I can tell you something that I've started. It's not okay. journaling. I started making candles. Okay, tell me about that. How do you do that? Because I love candles. Okay, so I'm addicted to candles. So whenever I come home, I light a candle in every single room. Like, from the kitchen to the bathroom, the living room, and the bedroom. So I thought, well... My favorite place of buying candles is Winners because not only are they discounted, which is nice because candles are very expensive, but you get a whole like variety of different makes and different scents, different sizes, yeah. colors. So obviously Winners is closed, which is like heart fucking breaking. But um, so I decided, okay, you're in isolation. What is one thing that makes you very happy? Candles. So I ordered this like, 10 pound bag of uh soy like wax yeah and then i or uh ordered also like a bunch of wicks like very cheap there's like 50 for like 10 dollars. oh and then i like i have so much candles around my house i like saved all of the jars that came in so i have like 15 so what you do and i'm still learning it it takes time. Oh, and then I bought like a lavender essential oil. So basically what you do is you clean out like the candle jar that you want to use, make it dry, put any adhesive, whether it's double-sided tape or Gorilla Glue or whatever, put the candle wick and hold it for a couple minutes because it wants to wobble. And then you have to grab something that's going to make it like stand in the middle. So maybe chopsticks or any tool that you have. While you're doing that, you put all your candle wax in a double broiler. That's what I'm doing. So you get a big pot of boiling water and then you put another pot on top of it with your candle wax. So the heat from the bottom pot like melts that top wax. Yeah. Let that grow, and then you add whatever essential oil you have, or you don't have to if you don't want it to be scented, but I like scented. Of course. So I put lavender, and then you take it off, and you let it cool for just a couple minutes. You don't want it to harden, but you don't want it to be, like, boiling hot. And then you hold whatever you're using, chopsticks or whatever, hold the candle uh, wick so it's in place, and you pour that into it. It takes, I don't know, an hour to settle, give or take. And then you light it. And it's so, it's so satisfying when it smells good and it burns great. It's like, I did that. Wow. I'm impressed with you. And if you're thinking about doing a do-it-yourself birthday gift for me, just saying, I wouldn't mind a Katie Jones made candle. I'll make you one. Oh, and also I started playing the guitar again, which is nice. Oh, really? Can you do a song for us right now? 
Absolutely no way. But um <laughs> Oh okay, gosh. what time is it? It's, it's 10 after 3. Can I officially have a glass of wine? I, I think that it would be okay. I think that there's no rules with uh, quarantine. Um, I, I, love the me- I love the meme where it's like, there's no time anymore. It's either coffee time or wine time. <laughs> of course you would find that meme. I haven't even seen that meme. <laughs> Katie Jo just finds memes to give her an excuse to drink. <laughs> Oh, they're drinking. I guess I have to too. So Katie Jones, thank you for spending this time in quarantine with me together, but actually far apart and socially distant via a Zoom call. I'm so glad that we could connect again and hopefully bring our listeners some joy because it's a tough time for everyone. And I'm just glad to hear your voice again and, and glad to hear that you're doing okay. It's, it's, it's a tough time, but I love that you always remain so positive. Absolutely. And to our listeners, as goofy and ridiculous as I am, this world is a very scary place right now. I feel for anyone that is having a hard time, wash your hands, social distance, as we all know, and just do whatever makes you happy. And if lying in bed makes you happy, do it and don't feel bad about it. Go on walks, get exercise, breathe in the fresh air. Spring is here and summer is coming. So you're not alone if you're sad. You're just not alone. That's all I want to say. Oh, I love that. You always say things so well. You could, you know, you could write Hallmark cards. It's because I'm brilliant, Ryan. You are brilliant. Your Hallmark cards would be in the sassy section, though. Like, it would be like kind of like a sassy with an edge birthday card oh, they, or thank they have you like card. big they have like big butts and like, like a an, sassy quote exactly yeah All, like also listeners i would like to say a shout out to one of my best friends ryan who was patient and kind and a very good person ryan you are an amazing amazing person and i love you so much these times are very hard but i cherish our friendship and to anyone that's listening, like, just stay healthy and, st- like, stay smiling. Wow. Ryan sounds like a nice guy. I want to meet him. Oh, <laughs> he's a nice guy. <laughs> I heard he's cute, too. Very cute. He's got these big blue <laughs> eyes as well. Oh, I love you, too, Katie Jones. And I'm so glad that we've been best friends for, let's figure this out, six years now. Wow. Yeah, six going on seven years. Is it going on seven? I feel like I feel like the month of March was like five years, to be honest. Oh, for sure. It's been a long time of our amazing friendship. It has and been. I, I value you and all of our listeners, we value you so much. And if you're listening to this on the treadmill or if you're listening to this on your couch, you are worthy, you're okay, and we're all going to get through this. Oh, I love that. Thanks everyone for listening. Feel free to follow us on social media at ITA. Wait, I'm trying to remember what we are. Okay. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> at Is This Adulthood I'm on Instagram. KT... I'm KTW. <laughs> oh my God, it's been a long time. <laughs> KTW. Jones? I don't even know what yeah. my Instagram is. No, that is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And then Twitter, 
I don't. I don't. I don't even know what day it is. I think on Twitter you're Katie Jones, and then a number. No, I'm O one Katie Jones. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, O one right. Katie Jones. Yeah, O one Katie Jones. Okay. And, what, and on. Uh, what's your hair handle? Okay, at Ryan Durgy, R Y A N D U R G Y. On Instagram, the podcast is I T A underscore podcast. And on Instagram is this adulthood. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay inside. Stay positive, wash your hands, and remember that we're going to get through this. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.